podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to this week's edition of the Misery Hunters podcast. I am not a bearded craft beer shop owning person. I am Mark Jarden. Jamie Coburn is away selling craft beer, I think. This week, I am joined by everyone's favourite song writer and singer, Sam Smith. I think that's the first time I've had any reference to that on the podcast. Somebody took nearly three years, my lad. Yeah, I thought. Has anyone ever mentioned that to you before? And like off the podcast, no, I've, got anyone... the, I've got the same name as a, a famous yeah. singer. That's no, never. You're not. You're not the only one that's mentioned it. Right, I'm going on social media. I'm going to spread the word. <laughs> um, and uh, also Andrew Christie. Hello. All right. How you doing? I'm good. I just made a, a really good joke about Sam's name. If you're there, oh yeah, those guys have the same name. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty funny. Wild. <sighs> and uh, and uh, that last five minutes was as entertaining as all 120 minutes of someone's game at the weekend against Oof. Dundee. It's not good. Wow. We got it done in two minutes, so just be grateful. And uh, <laughs> that's that's this week's podcast, so uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Buy craft beer off, Jamie. Sign up to the Patreon, and we'll see you later. Uh, who wants to talk about that game? Because I don't. I'll talk uh, about it. It was but, pretty... Well, I mean, it was terrible. It's a bit like... The Itchy and Scratchy Land episode of Simpsons. Let's we're here. Let's never speak of the shortcut again. <laughs> so we're in we're in the next round. Let's never speak of Dundee again. But don't really want to talk about it. But such as the bed that we've made for ourselves by doing this podcast, we kind of have to. But um, yeah. I guess potentially, as we sort of expected or worried, more like Dundee sort of sat deep. Uh, and as a counter-attacking side, we just kind of struggled to break them down a wee bit. Um, there were kind of glimpses of us trying to do what we do, but it was a bit like kind of like a dog dreaming that's running. You can the the, the movement, the kind of muscle memory is there, but it's just unconscious. And um, I think Gogic was potentially the brightest spark, although that's a very relative term. Uh, Ethan Erehon was pretty good when he came on as well, but I don't know. It just it was very reminiscent of the sort of earlier days of Robinson at the back end of last season, um, particularly that Dundee game away at Dens Park, uh, the corner running last minute ago. It was very similar yeah. to that game where kind of huffed and puffed, not really creating much. Um, we just were so well set up against the kind of quote unquote big teams. Uh, a young gun main and the fullbacks in particular it just didn't really translate to playing a team that sit back and there's something we've seen before like League Cup group stage although that's a bit of a anomaly but we've seen it away to St Johnston and up at Dingwall as well we kind of we just struggle to to kind of create when a team sits back and I just it's just one of those ones just put it in a rear view we got there we did it penalties were good fun Nah, that's pretty much it, to be honest. And obviously we got the reward of for 120 plus minutes of hell, we got the reward of Celtic at Parkhead. So it's all uh, gonna be worth it in the end, isn't it? No. <laughs> uh, there was a there was a few, like if you're gonna look at it and take positives, I think the 
obviously the main one is that you go through, but I think probably the biggest one was before the game when we seen O'Hara back in the starting lineup. I think the rumours were that he was going to be out for about first three to four weeks, and O'Hara is so 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 important to the way we play. He's, I think, by the way, a lot of people are talking about. He's he's probably going to be very up. He'll be up there when people are voting for fans player of the year awards. He's integral to our team. Yeah, really, really leads by example. I kind of really think at the time he said a bad game, so it was it was good to see him. But eh, there isn't really much to talk about in the game. I know obviously we get the get the goal that was was chopped offside. Right, it was the right call. You know, Carson's made a couple of top saves that you just really expect them to make in games, and we both teams never really looked in any danger of, of losing the game. To be honest, they, they never. No, no one really looked as if they wanted to win, and I, I think Dundee could probably consider themselves quite unlucky because they've managed to come out of that way. An injury to their best defender, I think Cammy Kerr obviously limped off as well, mm-hmm. and they're out the cup. It's a, a pretty honking day for them, considering they ran a team that's aiming to finish in the top six fairly close. And Dundee looked every bit a, a team that was playing in our league last year as well. They've still got some decent players. I think for all, he gets a bit of a tanking off the off the our support. I think Paul McMullen's still a, a pretty good pretty good player. He's he's always a bit of a threat to fullbacks and I think him and Tanza had a bit of a, a, a good ding dong for the time that McMullen was on the pitch. But uh, I th- just take the take the win, go through and then the less said about the next round the better. Um <laughs> Hoping that it's on the on the Saturday or the Sunday, and not the Friday night, because then I won't need to go. I won't be able to go if it's a Saturday or Sunday. If it gets changed to a Friday, then unfortunately I'm going to be there. We hopefully more than what Morton brought at the weekend. It's like I've not, I've not. I parked one of the away days I tend to avoid. I've not been there for potentially the best part of a decade, but um, just pure. Fear of missing out, I'm probably going to end up going to this. Just like, like we are every game against the Old Farm, we go in and being like, What if this is one of the fear of missing something? Like, aye, it's there's just so few and far between that. I, I don't know. I think the last time I paid into Parkhead was the um cup game under Ross, when well, we, yeah, and I get pumped for one. And we're the best uh, team in Scotland, other than Celtic, according to Brendan Rogers. Yeah, uh, that was proper David Bren. I think that was around about the time that guy stopped in the Clyde Tunnel as well. He said it was a breath of fresh air. Now the Rangers fans. Danny McGrain. No, Danny yeah. McGrain said, Well, I'm here, you're here. Okay. Great character. But uh, I, I, as a fear, I missing out, I think. And I think that might be the same for. I think that might be a reason why we'll probably take a, a better than usual crowd through. I think a lot of the the older section of the support really kind of be bothered going to Celtic Park Library because they've been there, done it about 20 or 30 times with all the T-shirt they've seen us get, get rattled there. And listen, I'll probably be the same eventually in about 10, 15 years' time that I just kind of, I kind of really be bothered going. But In 10, 15 years' time when you're our age. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, aye, it's just so, so... So demoralising when you think you could get 13 teams that aren't Rangers or Celtic and you're getting the best team in the country, arguably one of the Mark. best club, 
one of the best sides they've ever played up here. You say that, we've managed to avoid the hardest draw, which is Darvo. <laughs> well, aye, it's tricky for some uh, ex-St. Mirren. Ex-Aberdeen. <laughs> aye. Oh, no, ex-Aberdeen. I think, yeah, well, it depends how much... I know, we need to refresh Twitter during this record, because yeah, it's going to happen quite soon. It depends how much Scott Burns is saying, the... "Can I please come into pathology?" And they're like Scott and I have told you, you're not allowed. There's a picture of you behind reception. Uh, if uh, they not let this man in, if they've no got they keep stringing <laughs> it out for another like two or three days just so he can keep getting his pictures taken by the press. Because ah, that's, that's, yeah. that's a guy who's loving the attention. But <laughs> aye, Celtic's an absolute honker a draw, and but I think everyone kind of will probably have the same attitude. If you're going to win the cup, you do need to beat either them or Rangers usually to win it. So, do you think the um, do you think the part-time accountants all celebrated that draw? Oh, aye. it will go yeah, some way to getting us back out of that one point six million hole that we're currently buried in. Uh, one point six million hole with a million in the bank. Yeah, got there'll be there will be people who are probably happy that that's the draw we got because we get a wee bit of money, but. I really just wanted like Elgin at home or something yeah. like that. I really, I, I'm kind of the first round of the cup I can tolerate. The first round of the Scottish Cup, I don't mind getting like your your air away or a decent away trip. Anytime after that, then you're in serious. You're in like two games away from Hamden territory. You don't want to get. You don't want good teams away from home. No, you want on. the you want the absolute scum that are left in it, like Elgin, like I don't. I, don't know what other bum teams are in it, like Rafe Rovers. Stuff can, you imagine like that, we, uh, can you imagine we drew Darvel and we ceded 60% possession? <laughs> oh, it'd be, a, it'd be a fucking death if we'd done that. Yeah. Um, it'd, be, it'd be funny, but aye. Yeah. It's just that. It's just that. It's so demoralising. The fact that that's what you get for sitting through 120 minutes plus penalties. You get rewarded by a team that just cuffed us 4 now, who are probably going to get even better now that they've signed like four or five extra players for the J-League that will turn into world-renowned superstars. I can't be bothered. I'd, I really can't be bothered with it. I can't be bothered with the Facebook meltdowns. Oh, neither can I. It's already started. Just unreal. Not to, not to drag you back to to the game of football at the weekend, but you were you were saying about Andrew, you were saying about Gogic and Erehon in terms of outfield players, maybe being the two that that stood out a little. Um, I think when you're facing second tier bums like Dundee, to say that you're two holding midfielders and your goalkeeper were your better, your yeah. better players is uh, pretty indicative of the shit sandwich that was 100%. served. Up. <laughs> Erehon was, I thought Erehon was excellent when he came on. I think. Uh, what did he get? He was it half time? Come on! Aye, come on at him. Uh, I mean, I mean, was it having grieve that came on at half time? Uh, uh, aye, I believe so. I thought I thought Erehon was excellent. He came on. He was a real doing what he's done all season. Being a real driving force, uh, uh, getting us forward again. There was a couple of guys behind me that were calling him lazy, and you're just like, I don't, I don't think people are watching the same Erehon that that most sane people are, are seeing. It's it's quite clear that Ethan's all over the park. He's He's, he's, he's one of the only he's one of the only guys in the team that tries to kind of make things happen from deep. Yeah. He'll try and spot runners. He'll play play adventurous passes, and to people that are the older generation, see it if he tries a, a pass that's maybe get like a 
30% chance of coming off. They see that as him losing the ball, which is kind of harsh to, to paint him that way because his game yeah. is to, he's a, he's a good playmaker for deep as well as being a really good ball winner, a good tackler. And I, I thought he came on, done excellent. He still got a wee bit of stick. He's he need a wee bite back at a guy in the, the West Stand, but it's good. That's fine. See if you're, if you're happy enough to dish it out. Don't, don't cry if some, if you're, Guy in your team turns around and tells you to shut up and stop being an idiot. I I know we'll we'll kind of get on to the the, week, the preview in the weekend's game later, but am I right in saying that Bacchus is suspended at the weekend? I, eh, so I, I think so. Aye. I think we can assume Erohan's going to be a starter, whether it's him, Kilty or him Gogic, but I've got to assume Erohan's in there because we're better with him in the starting lineup. So yeah. I can say nobody, nobody in the squad does what he does for me. Um, totally, I, I think um, I think Bacchus is your guy if you're wanting to take possession with um, you know, with a, a relatively small amount of the opposition in front of you. You know, if, if we're breaking and they've got two men back or whatever, you want Bacchus to be the one mm-hmm. who's gathering the ball and who can run for 30, 40 yards and make something happen. If you're sitting with a team in front of you that you're trying to cut through or or to, to make something else happen, it's Erohan you want every time. I don't know that we've got anyone else that can they can thread the kind of balls that he can that he can thread it, and I think you're right, Sam, when you're talking about the percentages. If if we had a guy that was trying the kind of passes that he tries and getting it right 80, 90, 100 percent of the time, you know, you'd be talking about Javi or something. Aye, I, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think the fact that he's got the talent to pull that kind of thing off is one thing, and the confidence to try it as well. I think mm-hmm. that's all. That's all positive. Um, I I, I would have Erohan in if he's fit. And he's still a player. I would have him in, a hundred percent. And then you're talking about: Do you want Gogic to to be that kind of disruptor to the side of him, or do you want Kelty to come in and, and maybe be the creator? And I know he came on after an hour at the weekend, but I think if we're trying to create a bit more, Kelty's the the obvious choice for me. I would rather he he started and tried to replicate a little bit of what Bacchus does. Aye, a hundred percent. I think I think I would go with Kelty in a, in a game that. Like Saturday, we're not going to really be able to give up 60-70% of the ball to Motherwell. I think it will be fairly even. So I think games games like that against teams like Motherwell and at home to St Johnston and at home to like Kelly, teams that are, teams that are below where we are, uh, you do need that. Uh, then I think for, for the bigger games, I go ahead, go with O'Hara, Bacchus and Ethan or Gogic, like, switch between that four. But I just think for, for games at this one, we're probably going to have about the same amount of the ball. We're going to have a lot more opportunity to create chances. I'd be more comfortable with Kilty trying to find holes. And again, he's actually this season had a, I don't know if it's something that Robinson's obviously got him to work on, but he's pretty comfortable in midfield now. Like yeah, in yeah. terms of tackling and pressing, he's, he's not what he was when he first came in, when he looked as if he was a wee bit too fierce to get stuck in. He was a wee bit too high up the park, but I think we've found just a, a perfect role for him in the midfield and I habit of him habit of him starting all day long on Saturday. Particularly that role that Bacchus usually takes on the right hand side of the Aye. the three. I think Kilty seems pretty at home there. He's got a very attack minded wing back to, to overlap him, to create space and he's got guys in front of him that are going to do the hard work and close people down and kind of create things out of out of nowhere, I think Kilty's quite at home if he's got that, all that graft around him. And, and Kilty is a grafter, don't get me wrong, but I think if you've got guys covering the amount of yards that those other three are, then Kilty can kind of do what he's best at, which is creating chances and taking 
taking chances as well. I, I would say it's definitely one to get to get Kelty in for. Mm-hmm. I agree. You got you got to imagine with a renewed contract as well. He's been assured of his of his role in the team by by Robinson as well. So, I think he'd be entirely justified to ask a question if he didn't come in for for a game like this. What the what the plan? Aye, is. what's he got? To, what's he got to do to get a game if he's if he's not going to get a start against Motherwell when you've got a guy like Barkis missing? On the just before the before we move on, Dave Cormack has actually this is like the real Dave Cormack that's uh, released a statement that said uh, we all recognise that Monday's disastrous result in the Scottish Cup was totally unacceptable. It added insult to injury after such a poor result against Arts following what was a strong performance in the semi against Rangers. The football monitoring board compromising Stuart Mill, Willie Garner, Stephen Gunn and me have now had a full and frank meeting with Jim. It wasn't an easy conversation, but necessary after the overall poor results since the World Cup break. This is the best part. From our wider discussions over the last two days, we believe that the senior players in the squad are behind the manager. Combined with our discussions at today's meetings, Jim will be in the dugout on Saturday. However, to be clear, Jim has been left in no doubt that the board and the fans are seeking an immediate response from him and the players. No That's way. like publicly That's telling him you need to win the game on Saturday or you're yeah. fucking gone. Who are they playing? That's Hibs at home. El Hibs Sarko. Ah, well, yeah. to be fair. To be fair. Ah, well, not, not winning, that's, that's maybe worse than Darvo. That's, that's that is time for an automate, but that's mental. Imagine, like, imagine, well, John Needham would they do it because he's not a total numbskull. But, that's uh, ah, it's, that's crazy. But, that's, on the, I think, going back to, going back to Greg Kelly. No, 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 no. We're not going back to Greg Kelly. <laughs> we're talking about Jim Needham. <laughs> <laughs> I think, the, the last sentence there is absolutely shameless. Jim has been left in no doubt that the board and the fans are seeking an immediate response, as if they're all on one side of the table and Jim Goodwin's uh-huh. the other side. Like, oh, Jim's let the board down as if they're not involved in absolutely everything as well. That's it's so much pressure to put on. Yeah. For a, and so much pressure game. to put on a guy who's flat every yeah. big game of his career so far. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's just. That's mental from Carmack. That is a that's a cup final now. I know that's your throwaway cliche, but that is that's because like that that they will lose again. Oh yeah, at some point. And yeah. when that happens, it will it will go. Whether it's Saturday, whether it's like three weeks down. Imagine it's Wednesday night. If 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 I'm going to put on my birthday next Wednesday night, and he gets sacked on the bus on the way back down after we've beat them one 0 we a goal that's deflected off a deck and Gallagher's arse just crash the bus and end me because it's not going to get better than that. They could have loaned Declan Gallagher to us and instead yeah. they paid him off and we yeah, signed him yeah. on a fraction of his wage. While they, have, while they have, what, four worst defenders playing every week? Oh, at least. Aye, it's, at it's least. a good laugh. Uh, we're coming up for a, a year of uh, him leaving. He's done well yeah. for himself up there, clearly. But he, uh, he's left, finished below us, spent two and a half million, pumped by us on Christmas Eve, beat by a junior team, lost games against Rangers and Celtic in like, the dying moments of the game. Out, uh, uh, let's uh, emphasis out to a junior team. Yeah. I, I have no doubt in a couple of years I'll go back to loving Jim Goodwin for what he done for us as a player no, but as a manager I don't think he's very good he's a wanker as a manager and 
it's just been so good to see this blow up in his face. I think he signed a defender, right? And made him captain. <laughs> Who... <laughs> Let's, let me just paint you a quick picture. His best oh, mate just, see, plays just, for... See this he's... Anthony Stewart guy? That someone said on Twitter earlier that there's a, an interview with Goodwin when he signed at the time that he said he tried to sign him for St. Man. Oh, right, oh. Good, uh, good one. I mean, yeah. the game against Darvo on Monday was the closest Anthony Strokes looked to like playing a team like, at his level, and even <laughs> then, he was like just leagues below them. But Anthony Stroke yeah. played in a semi final where his best mate contracted to another Scottish club, sat in the in the terraces wearing Anthony Stroke's current Aberdeen shirt, and Anthony Stewart was the more embarrassed of the two. <laughs> <laughs> the more embarrassing of the two just just phenomenal I mean if it hadn't been said enough on this podcast God bless Dave Cormack for just oh, what a guy. Provide, I mean, providing the, on a weekly basis the money they've spent as well it's like upwards of 2 million and only only some of that's gone on Lee Sharp's clipboards <laughs> but it's just oh. mental for, for no return at all just amazing so even even if they finished third, which they're well well they're more than capable of being shite, but still managing kind of fourth place, not third, sorry, fourth. But um either he's just he's never getting it back, he's never pulling it back, is he? Could finish no. third in the bottom six. He's done yeah. he's he's done, I think. Cormac's just really gave him a, a bit of SDI execution, to be honest. I think that just really leads to me like the next time you lose you're you're done. So yeah. which will be one of the next two games. So that, that statement might as well just say on behalf of the board, we've not been able to arrange terms with Jack <laughs> Ross yet. <laughs> uh. that just uh, send it off hashtag E H H H H H Hashtag stand free. Because they love that. Anyway, Greg Kilgan. Anyway. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I see. I think obviously, but the only point we've got left to talk about the game is the is the shootout. And obviously, apart from Adam Legston's think there was Emmy Martinez. Like Greg Kilty's obviously Greg Kilty's left footed. I'm right. I can say that. No, While right the penalty, is he right footed? I thought Kilty was left footed, but I mean he hits me both. He's mm. He hits corners with his left, hits corners with his right, and he hit that penalty with his right foot, and I was like, fair play, that was that's quite ballsy, man. But the, the penalties were, you know, it doesn't really matter what we did. I think I think all the credit to winning the shootout really doesn't need to go to, used to go to Carson and, and Langfield. Obviously, Aye. Carson was happy to pass on the praise to Langfield, but I think, obviously, it's good read it's, Listen, Langfield's obviously done done his homework, but Carson's still the guy that's in the net that's got to dive and make the saves. And the, the first two especially were tremendous. Really good saves for a guy who I said wasn't uh, great at penalties. So he, he really shut me up there. But just just a really entertaining way to go through. Another Dundee team flapping at my penalty shootout yeah, down at the Spy so I could get used to could get used to watching that. How um how are you feeling ahead of ahead of Saturday? To be honest, it's it's probably as close as you get to a kind of six pointer when you're sitting relatively comfortable in the middle of the Aye. table. I think it's okay, potentially look, a really big uh, a really big Saturday for us. I am looking forward to it. To be honest, like Motherwell, they're not 
without their kind of their creative players. McKinstry's um, obviously having a, a good season. Uh, Blair Spittle and Slattery as well are capable of making stuff happen, but I feel like they've been a wee bit reliant on Van Veen up top, and um, I think he's got nine, nine of the goals or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I think we've been looking a wee bit, not stale as such, but like we've maybe been a wee bit lacking up top in terms of converting chances and even just creating chances. So you kind of look at the, that Motherwell defence, like you've got Ricky Lamy and Sandra Sol, Solholm. Um, but um, balls over the top, balls down the channel, they do not like them. So I think it could be a game that Curtis May and Jonah Younger have have a lot of fun. And I think it's a good way, kind of, a good opportunity to blow the cobwebs away a wee bit. And I'm not saying we're going to hammer them, but I think it's a good opportunity to get our heads up because we've we've been we've not been playing bad purely. I but we do need a. Game, I, it would be good to kind of turn somebody over and get a few players their confidence up a bit and yeah. why not Saturday it's been Aye. a while since we've really taken a game by the by the scruff and even even when we do have you know like 35% possession or whatever it is there's been so many games this year where possession's fallen that way and we've been the team that's looked as if we had full control over Aye. where the next where the next goal was going in and, and who it was for that's maybe fallen away just a a little bit, but even if if you look at some of the draws more recently, where Brophy squaring it to Maine away from taking three points from Livingston, where yeah. where Alex Grieve keeping it down inside the six yard box away from taking three points with ten men Definitely. away from away from Rugby Park, that the margins are so fine, and I can understand why people are frustrated. I mean, it's no one's idea of an exciting exciting Saturday, seen as seen as draw and seen as lose by the odd goal and and all the rest of it. I get that, but. Margins are just so, so tight, and I, I've, I've got a reasonable amount of confidence that this will be a, a Saturday where actually that balance flips again, and yeah. I think we really should have the edge against this current Motherwell side. I'd, I'd be disappointed if we didn't. I, I, I think Motherwell, I think Motherwell have a relatively all right record on the road. I think four, four of their five wins have come on the road. Uh, obviously, that game against us, but. In the, on the opening day, but like Mark, you talk about kind of fine margins. We that was a a Liam Kelly masterclass and a, yeah. a kind of pen, a handball penalty, a cheap handball penalty away from being a game that we would have won comfortably. So it's just about turning these kind of little things in our favour. And I've got I've got no worry that we will uh, do that. And um, I Saturday would be a, a good place to start. Right. I bet it's a, a big. Big run of fixtures coming up in uh, in February. We've obviously got the I think we've got Hibs, Ross County no Hibs, Ross County and one other at home. I can't remember uh, who it is. But it's a a run of games that we really should be looking to take, you know, nine points in your home games. I think if we've got four home games, to be in for seven or nine points out of them. And mm. really if you're getting seven or nine points at this point in the season at home plus whatever you're getting away from home, you're really looking a bit, that's you really safe, I'd say, at that point. I think the, the cut-off usually for the team that sits and finishes, now, I'm, I'm in no way looking down, I'm just kind of, you're hit, hitting off milestones at that point, and I think it's like 34, 33 points, it's usually the cut-off for the playoff. Like, aye, I think we'll be, I think in February, if we've got 
I think we'll really see where we're going to probably finish, depending on how February goes. And it's been the last two or three years that it's been such a defining month for us. You know, obviously in 2021 was, I think what we done on a eight or nine games in February and the, the draws killed us and then the draws are but kept us at the top six. February when Goodwin left last year as well, obviously mm-hmm. the, the upheaval of that. So fingers crossed this year goes a wee bit smoother. We've, um, we've still got that free hit of the rearranged Motherwell game to come in the middle yeah. of February as well, which yeah. we've got over the majority of the teams around us. Anyone within kind of three points or so of us has played a game more than us. And Far Park, if we can get a little bit of a head of steam going, is, is absolutely a, an away game we should be looking at with, you know, a, a, a bit of, maybe not confidence, but a bit of kind of healthy expectation that that we can right. travel and, and do something there. So it's, it's, a, it's a good spot to be in. I think... Um, you're never more than a few weeks away from feeling slightly different about how good a spot you're in. Aye. But for, for now, with what we've done up to this point, I think we should go into this with a bit of, you know, a bit of a wind behind us. I think we're I think we're capable. Aye, definitely. Um, I agree with that. A bit of a after a, a relatively quiet January on the on the transfer front, we had a bit of a flurry of activity off the old main club account today on Twitter. Um we'll We'll go through this, I'm not in any particular order of of importance, but I think uh, first things first, Eamon Brophy off the off the payroll for the rest of the season. It would appear I, I think um I think that's a move that makes sense for just about everyone involved, to be honest. I don't think there's a any great winner or loser out of that deal. I think it's yeah. just necessary. I think as a as a fan base, we're pretty much to a man absolute buzzing when we signed him. It wasn't really the kind yeah. of signing that we typically make it was really pushing the boat out and making a statement and obviously injury uh, problems and stuff meant that that was the reason Brophy was at us you know if he was fully fit fully fine he wouldn't have been at someone but it just I just didn't work out um, realistically at this point he's maybe third, third or fourth choice striker uh, eight goals and 58 59 games over two years, it's just it's just not worked, and um, I think it's like like you say, it's a good move for everybody involved. He'll he'll get more football. We freed up a wage or part of wage. I'm not hundred sure on the kind of intricacies of the contract, but it frees yeah. up some money. He can't play against us, of course, but I don't yeah. massively count Ross County as a a rival in terms of our league position this year. So I don't think that's no. an issue. And if not anything, to interrupt, they, um, Andrew, sorry, but just uh, just to, to back up what you said there. County are 10 points behind us and we've got yeah. a game in hand over them. So, to be and honest, anything, I think if he's if scoring, he, yeah. If he smashes it, then he's taking points off our exactly. rivals and that's that's absolutely fine. So, I've got no problem. It's it's a gamble that I'm very glad we took initially, don't get me wrong, but it's not one that's worked. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, it's a sad thing it's not worked. But to be totally honest, I'd much rather have offered than Jameson competing for that. That kind of exactly. last striker place them both at this point, and it's just it suits everybody. Kind of goes with our best wishes. It's a situation we can reassess in the summer if he smashes it, but I don't know. I think I'd, maybe maybe seen the last of him at someone. Yeah, I don't find somebody to buy him. I don't think we'll see him again. I think mm-hmm. that's uh, I think that's it done. But I think there's uh, I, I feel as if I have a go at fans all the time, but just seeing a lot of people being like, oh, but, but he's going to go and bang it in, like he's going to go and bang them in. He's no 
bang goals in for anybody, really, has he? Like, I think Barron, two, two really good years at Kelly, but he, in the, I mean, the most amount of goals the guy scored in the season's 12. I think there was obviously, he was obviously well worth the punt at the time. There was obviously something there, you know. If Steve Clark reaches a player, then it's a guy who knows more than what Jim Goodwin did. And Jim Goodwin took a punt on him. You know, the teams that were interested in him at the time, obviously Aberdeen and Hibs. Yeah. Probably seen him as more of a squad player. Obviously, that was at times when Aberdeen had Cosgrove and Hibs had Nisbet, you know, scoring goals. And, like, he's not a bad player. He's just not what we need. And he's just not suited to the way we're going to play. I don't think he's suited to the way Ross County play either because they're going to find out pretty soon that he's not going to work hard. He's he's just going to... He kind of lazies around. He'll hit shots from distance, which, mm. by the way, I had no issue with him doing at the time. We were so used to watching strikers that weren't shooting. You know, any time they get the ball in and around the edge of the box. And it hasn't worked out. I don't have any ill will towards a guy. I There's obviously people that are celebrating it more because of how much he's on. I don't really care how much he's on. I don't really think it should be public knowledge how much the guy's on. Yeah, I agree, because it's not not really his his fault, is it? Aye. His wage wouldn't have been an issue if he was scoring goals consistently for us. The only reason it's an issue is just... It's another stick to beat him with, and he's gone... We probably won't see him back if we do get behind him again. But I just really think people get a wee bit too involved in stuff that doesn't really concern them, especially the wages. Like, yeah. I've never seen anyone care about how much a St. Mon player's earned before, apart from Cheesy, who obviously was on bot like 400 grand. grand a week. Yeah, 400 grand, grand a week. <laughs> like, I've never seen people care so much about what somebody earns. Like, just move on, man. It's a, it's a signing that I think. Regardless of how it's worked out for us, I think it's kind of laid a wee bit of a marker down that we're, we're aiming to be better than mediocre. And aye, it's, it's a wee bit of a change. You, know, you look at the standard of player that we've brought in since. Like it's, it's been a wee bit of a, a statement of the intent from us. And aye, if it worked out, we'd have loved it. But it hasn't. Move on. Hopefully it does well. Takes points. Takes points off of the teams around us and scores the goal that gets us to Europe or something somehow. I think if um, if we'd recruited worse since he joined, then I don't think people would would do that. Even with his goal return, I don't think people would be as bothered and they wouldn't be dragging up uh, the kind of weird side of things. As well. like, yeah, I mean it's 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 fine. Like I, I don't think he's a bad I don't think he's a bad footballer. And I, you know, we were all pretty buzzing about it and I don't um I don't take any of that back. But I think that the only the only kind of circumstance in which I think the money side of things is a kind of valid point and obviously it's just speculation is if, if that kind of wage figure that people have spoken about is true you know that's a, that's us pushing the boat out for our first choice kind of star striker mm. we, we can't carry a fourth choice striker no. on, on that kind of on that kind of wage you wouldn't have thought and I think this has just been a kind of necessary kind of tied mark basically where it's isn't in everyone's interest for it to, to go ahead and, and county are a bit of a sweet spot because I think obviously they've got Uncle Roy plowing the plowing the Doshin and um We wouldn't have let him go to any other team in the league, I don't think, on loan. No, maybe maybe like maybe a Kelly or something, but I, I don't think Kelly would be, you know, kind of throwing they've already got 
Lafferty well, on a daft wage kicking about. Yeah. Like I don't know that they would necessarily want want Brophy, whereas Ross County have to pay that kind of A9 tax anyway to get people to to go up to Dingwall, um, just like Inverness do. You know, they've, they've got guys up there who, if they were playing down here, I don't think they would be on the same the same kind of packet. You know, Marcus Fraser maybe an example. I'm, I'm assuming we pay him less than Ross County ever paid him. Oh, because right, yeah, a guy from the central belt, you just have to make it worth a while to to go away from their family and all the rest of it. So, listen, I hope it works out for him. I think it will be in our interest if he has a good season, both for his value and yeah. suitors in the summer, but also, as you said, it's kind of cannibalizing the rest of the, the league for us. I think it's kind of putting someone to work. It will potentially have more of a positive impact on our season from from Dingwall than than he's had in in Paisley, um, which is a shame, but. It is what it is. Um, in terms of, of getting strikers off the books, Toyosi Alessania also also departing today down to Arbroath. I mean, I, I think that's a great move for us. Yeah, I think that's, I that's kind of perfect, to be honest. It's of a level where he's not going to be playing bums. You know, it's, it's not as if it doesn't mean anything what he's doing, but but at the same time, you're going to assume Arbroath have got a small squad this year. They've kind of struggled off the back of a good year last year. If he stays fit, you've got to assume he's playing, you know, a really healthy amount of football for the rest of the season. And I just think it makes a lot of sense to get him out and actually working, getting first team minutes in his legs, and then you can actually have a, you know, a, make a make a fair judgment on him in the summer as to. That's the thing. Is. Any judgment that's been made on him so far has not been a fair one because we just we just don't know. And yeah. if he goes to Arbroath, absolutely kills it. Uh, then so be it. If he doesn't, then this just his move to St. Martin in general was such low stakes that yeah. it makes no sense to, to write anything off. Like what we've paid for him, the money they came here for and the money he's on, it's just incredibly low risk. If it doesn't come come off, move him on and give send him off with our best wishes. If not, if he does well, it's another gem that Robinson's found. So I, I yeah. I'm Hopefully it goes down this match. I think he's got all the raw materials to to do so. And obviously he'll still be training with with the club with uh, our both being part time. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's it's a it's a really good move for the guy, to be honest. I'm kinda excited to see where it goes. Aye. I, I think if there's a guy who's gonna give him the, the tough love that's required to to succeed and that league it will be Dick Campbell I think he's he's obviously done a I think teams teams have been loaning them strikers for the past few years that have like obviously Livy Livy kept sending them Jack Hamilton and I, I think Jack Hamilton would have probably maybe deserved a wee chance in the top flight this year obviously he got yeah. the best out of Nubly like he's mm. obviously turned guys like Michael McKenna who were relative nobodies into, into good goal scorers so I like he's, he's going to play most weeks in a good league if it doesn't work out, as Andrew says, it's fine. If it does work out, then brilliant. We've got him back for next year. I some to be confidence, I think. The best thing for him just now is probably to get away for us. Because, again, yeah. we heard it when he came on against Hearts, the fucking groans for folk every time he was on the ball. I think he just needs to go into a more relaxed atmosphere. I mean, I say relaxed. You know, our bro for obviously fighting for their life in the bottom of the championship, but it's probably still a wee bit less pressured than... It would be playing for St. Man, by the way our fans are. I think Nubli's a really interesting comparison. You know, they're not similar players or anything like I'm not going to pretend that. But I think it's a very valid comparison. Nubli signed for Livy at the same age Alessandro was when he signed for 
for us, and if you yeah. look at the if you look at the football that I've, I've just pulled up Nibley's um career um stats in front of me, all all in England before he signed for for Levy, but in reverse order, the seasons before he signed, he's in the fifth tier, sixth tier, seventh, 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 sixth, eighth tier. Like before he comes up, he comes up, he gets training with Livingston here full time, goes down to a broth and storms it. You know, it's really transformative mm-hmm. in terms of how they're playing. And then, do you mean you're you're not taking the piss to describe him as probably the most likely Levy player to end up with like a seven figure move at some point? Aye, hundred percent. And that's a guy you hear a lot of people talking about how Olasanya's got no minutes. Cease apart from a couple of seasons where Nubly played thirty plus games in the Isthmian Premier Division for Thurrock and Haringey Borough, who I'm pretty sure are both just constituencies. I don't even know that they're football clubs. Like, <laughs> he, he's not a guy that had hundreds of appearances by the time he reached his mid-twenties and now you look at him. So I am all in favour of sending someone down to, to to be honest, take a bit of a battering as well at that I'm, level. Campbell gets his teams yeah. working hard. I think the, the intensity of Scottish football is a really tough thing to get up to, to speed with. I, I actually felt this about Brophy, to be honest. You know, when there, there was talk of from from elsewhere, you know, internationally having a look at him. Brophy's a guy I think if you dropped him in the A League or the MLS or something, he would really do well. You take off that kind of just who the who the fuck are you kind of attitude in Scottish football, where you're going to get kicked up and down the park and you've got you know, half a second on the the ball. You, you take him out and put him in a kind of slightly slower paced league, less physical league. I think he does it, and I, th- I think Olisanya. This will be the first time he's played with stakes like what they are when you're playing for you know a kind of one team town. In a small goldfish bowl of a top flight, it's a it's a tough thing to adjust to, particularly coming off an injury. So, I, by all means, fire him out there. If he gets ten games between now and the end of the season, it's ten games he wouldn't have got up yeah. here probably. Yeah, I just think it's all positive. And if if he comes back in the summer and Robinson decides that he's not going to be good enough to trouble the first team, then you know nothing ventured, nothing gained. But I think this is a really clever way of us getting to know that um, quicker right. than than we might have done. So I'm I'm all for it. Um, yeah, <clears throat> two boys we mentioned them mentioned them a minute ago. Um, but to to go out and Brophy and Olasanya, and we've replaced both immediately by recalling both Lewis Jamison from Airdrie and Kieran Offord from from Alloa. Again, it makes no sense for these guys to sit in our under twenties and to occasionally get on the bench just to watch, you know, Lee Irwin or Christian Dennis or whoever it was walk on in front of them. It's a totally different ball game now. You bring them back, having shifted out Brophy since he's been fit again, he's been getting minutes and we've been relying on him to try and change things. You're realistically looking at either Jameson or Offord now as being that guy. And the team that's a really good position, I think, for us to be in where we've got two really hungry young footballers who are right at that point where they need to I heard that you're gonna be, you know, de- like determined busting their yeah. balls to prove it 100%. at this level. Because yeah. they've both proved they can cut it at at lower levels, Jameson's obviously done it in the Championship and League One. You know, Offord's yeah. done it in the Lowland League and League One. I think obviously Offord's a couple of years younger than than Jameson, but yeah. they're both guys who've been in and around the first team environment for long enough that the managers that have been at the club really rate them. The you know, youth coaches, you know, by all accounts, McManus really rates the two of them. And like, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for for these two boys to get a go. I think everyone obviously likes to see the like 
one of the some of their own coming through. But I, I think these two boys have a, a really good chance of making a difference and they'll probably contribute more than what Brophy and Olisanya have done. And I terms think of coming on their work rate, like we, we were looking to Brophy and Olisanya. Eh? When you're serving them on, you're looking for them to kind of replicate what me and a young and Grieve do with their pressing and be how eager and keen that Offord and Jameson are going to be. They're going to do it, no bother. They're, they're going to want to go the extra mile and I'm going to put it past the two of them if they get a chance in front of go to bust the back of the net either. I think um, Robinson as well has got a kind of proven track record of playing these young boys. I, I don't think, I think maybe previous uh, managers we've had sort yeah, of good lip service a wee bit to the youth and it was a case of bringing them back and then they wouldn't they wouldn't see like a day but Jameson Offord will get chances and like you said they'll be hungry for it and you know by all means they're both very impressive young footballers and the, the chances that they're given I, I can kind of see them grabbing with both hands Offord in particular I'm very really excited to see where Offord goes like, where his game goes this season I think he could be a real a real player for us and it's I been, just, just sorry, Mark, can you go? No, it's, it's been that long since we've had a striker come through our yeah, academy. And, yeah, <laughs> and Sean Burns, Sean Burns, Alex Burns, Sean Burns. Hi, Sean Burns. Uh, I mean, but if you're if you're talking about obviously talking about offered, like he got the highest praise ever for Ross Davidson, who described him as playing like a young Levetti. So, yeah. I mean, that that must have took a lot for Ross to say that. Aye, absolutely. I think um, it's exciting to have two guys like that not just come back and be in the squad, which they were before, but to come back at a point when we're going to need first-team contributions from Aye. from one of the two of them. You know, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say as as often as, you know, like once a week or, or every couple of weeks you're looking at them. And, and to be honest, I don't think you necessarily put Grieve that far in, in front of them. If, if we're going to bring on at least one striker a game to, to give... A younger or main arrest because of how much they run themselves into the ground. It's more likely to be a younger than main. So we are going to bring mm. at least one striker on every week. And I think it's almost a level playing field between Grieve, Offord and, and Jameson. And if they're performing in training, which I think is why they've got such a reputation within the club, is because of what they do in training. You're looking at them getting getting on from, from everything I've I've ever been told about Lewis Jameson. He is a really, really clinical finisher. And that, you know, Brophy, Brophy had a really good eye for goal. He created chances out of absolutely nothing, and he shouldn't. You know, if if he if he, you know, one one once in every every while, he, he would get one on. I don't think he's a bad, you know, a bad shot taker at all, a bad finisher, but he's not clinical. Whereas I think Jameson's the guy that we've, we've maybe potentially been crying out for. Sometimes, you know, the amount of times it's fallen on Curtis Main's right foot on the edge of the box and we've just needed someone who can take a pot shot and, you know, it's not the same as Main breaking in on his on his left foot. I think Jameson's a guy that actually the way we play could really, really suit him and then obviously Offords the one everyone's talking about with the higher ceiling based on his international recognition for, for Scotland and stuff. I, I just think it's a really exciting position to be in and, you know, you know talking about money all the time is boring, but... Moving on, moving on, one of your higher earners to replace him and a guy who's not playing much to replace him with two guys who are going to be so desperate to get recognition and to force themselves into that conversation. I, I think that's as good as signing another another, another striker. Why, why would we go out and sign a really experienced guy to sit fourth choice? 
It's funny. a choice. I think it's a I think it's a really good position to be in on that front. And I'm, I'm big I'm time. Really... I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing to see the two of them play. And I, I yeah. honestly would be shocked to see the two of them get a go on on Saturday or Wednesday night. You know, we're, we're playing three yeah, games in a week. Like it's going to be, it's going to be tough. And hi, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I've got a, a good feeling about these two. And then um, last of the the updates from from today, Marcus Fraser two year extension to his to his current contract. Quality. Assuming we continue Brilliant. to play the same system as as we've been playing, and Robinson seems to really favour. That's you know that's a kind of easy decision to make, isn't it? Fraser uh, slots so naturally into that into that shape, um, and I don't see us upgrading. I think it's no, Fraser. It's a bit of an interesting one. I think he didn't seem to feature that much when Robinson first came in. And then had a bit of a kind of downturn in form. I think a lot of us maybe thought I thought he was going to be moved on. He was um yeah. he's going to go elsewhere. But since then he's just he's made himself just indispensable again in that that back line. I think uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's like pretty much one of the first team names on the sheet. One of the first names on the team sheet every week. Um, I just a, a great pro. Just a by all accounts a great guy. It's just I all for it. I think he's versatility as well he's played a few different positions this this season I think was he he played left wing back against County and Dingwall was it? Home, so he's, 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 played, he's played he's, he's been about he's, he's very versatile and he gives us a, an option if you know the games kind of start coming thick and fast as we kind of catch up after the World Cup so maybe we will need somebody to fill in here and there and ah, he's just a fantastic he's a fantastic football I'm really happy that he's he's signed He's an athlete, you know, he showed against the uh, Hearts the other week how capable he is at the long jump. <laughs> Treated he's, he's, George Grant's lower leg like a sandpit. He's as reliable as you can get. He's a guy who's, you know, I think that might have been the first time he's been suspended. Am I right? I don't think he's another red card. Like, he doesn't pick up many yellow cards. He's never injured. No, he's never ever I can't remember a time that Marcus Fraser's been injured. He's always available, always always a you know versatile. minimum minimum six out of ten. Yeah. Does what he's versatile, asked. Yeah. Does what he's asked, nothing fancy. And good mid table teams that are pushing to go on into Europe and finish, you know, fifth and finish in the top six need guys like that. That's a role that Flynn filled for for years with us and he's, he's still filling it with us you just need oh, obviously I think Fraser's a, a better player than Flynn but like you just need players that are of a, a good steady standard that build a good foundation and you know that's the core of a really good team signed up for next season already with you know with Carson Gallagher Fraser Kilty like guys like that it's really it's exciting so I really I'm not really used to St Mirren being this competent in Organized. Kind of using the loan market yeah. the way yeah. they should be and being organised and not scrambling for stuff. Aye, long may it continue. I think. Um, I mean, this is a compliment, um, and you can choose to to believe that or not. But in the way that Carson came in and was just the perfect person to take the mantle on from from Anik, I think Fraser's for how much we relied on Paul McGinn. I think Fraser's just been the perfect kind of replacement for what McGinn's Aye. role was in the team. You know, if you need a right back and a back four, he's as good as anyone else at our level, realistically. You want someone on the right-hand side of a three, he is 
as good as anyone else in our division. And, and you said it yourself, he's a seven out of ten. You know, he's he's had the odd patch of kind of tough, you know, tough form. Um, you know, one one moment of madness against Hearts aside, but he's he's so consistent and he's he, he runs himself into the ground. I think if if we go back to our back four. It becomes a slightly tougher conversation because I think Ryan Strain's a better attacking fullback than he is, mm. and I don't think Aye. Fraser's, you know, uh, you know, a centre half and a two. I just don't think he's he's not Lissandro Martinez, <laughs> and you know, I just don't think he's quite quite big enough for the way that we tend to to, to set up our back line. But for the for the system we play, I think he's just a perfect match. I, I really really like him. Um, I'm, I'm much happier with him signed up. Same as Kelty. He's a guy that, you know, if you're talking about setting up your perfect 11, he's maybe not a guy that fits directly into, you know, your kind of average 4 2 3 1 or whatever, whatever system you want to play. But for how we set up and what Robertson, Robinson expects of people, I, I mean, he's just, he's a, a really natural fit. And he is, a, he is one of the first names on the team sheet, and rightly so. And going into, getting into the summer with knowing that, that he's signed up for another two years, not just one, it's a, a total positive for me. Aye, big time. Andrew's a uh, Andrew's cat <laughs> agreeing <laughs> agreeing pretty passionately with the Marcus Fraser love in there. Try to shag the camera. <laughs> <laughs> She's away now, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I think um I think that's us. We we managed to talk about the weekend's game, which was undescribable. We managed to have a laugh about Jim Goodwin. We've we've covered the busiest transfer day in someone history. <laughs> we got there, we're done. How, uh, how are you feeling about it? Tremendous. Aye. I'm never shocked at how good we are at being able to pad out a podcast that really should have <laughs> to talk about. Remember I tend to sit down like, like, like half an hour max and then an hour later. An hour and a half later, yeah. yeah. It was the, the, just, the, uh, the sorry Sam, I've just received a, I've just received a statement there from um, Jamie, the guys at the kibble. And, uh, and teardrop gin to say that they've they've sat down to discuss my future as host of the podcast and despite major <laughs> concerns about performance levels they're going to give me at least one more shot um, and see see how it goes but both them and the listeners expect a lot better you see so that's that's good I feel really confident in my position that's, that's ideal um, fuck Jim Goodwin Fuck Willie Miller. Fuck Lee Sharp. Andy's clipboard. Hi. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.